Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. What if I said that we could answer every question you have about your marriage or your relationship in 30 seconds? Stay tuned. On today's program, I'm joined by our director of coaching and director of operations here at Marriage Helper, Jim Porto. Jim has had such amazing influence over our community, over the people coming to our workshops. So glad to have you on the show today, Jim. Thanks, girl. It's really glad to be here. Yeah, it's going to be good. If you've come to any of our workshops or done coaching with Jim, you know he's awesome. He's super smart. Oh, stop, please. And he has all the answers. <laughs> I just don't know all the questions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jim, when we opened up the show, I said, what if we could answer your questions in 30 seconds? Every question you've had about your marriage, about your relationship, about your separation, whatever it might be. How can we do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you knew as first time uh, you heard Kimberly say that, that it was virtually impossible. Um, unless you want to take the next 12 hours and just grab a nice hot beverage and sit here and watch. Of course, we still wouldn't answer every question because um, every situation is different, although there are some unique, unique characteristics that happen in, um, in all of our relationships. We know that the, the causes of marriage, are of, of divorce rather, is that well, I don't feel loved, I don't feel liked, I feel disrespected, right? And so we know that those things are in common when it comes to a marriage, but what we, we fail to pull into account sometimes is the variations that are in there, the history of your marriage, the history of the relationship, and every other relationship that came in prior to that. So can we answer all of those questions in the next 30 days? No because every day will bring out another question. But we do have some that we hope we can answer, um, some that I hear as a coach and our coaches hear a lot, uh, that we hear at client reps here at Marriage Helper. Um, we'll hear from clients. We're gonna try to answer some of those today, and I think we're gonna have the availability for people to be able to come in and do that, right? Yeah, to, to ask the questions on mm -hmm. the Facebook Live, for sure. I'm monitoring it over here. If you have a question about something we're talking about, about a question you have about your marriage or relationship, we might be able to answer it chat it. I guess that's what it's called. That comment called? comment on the video. We'll be monitoring that as well. So Jim, where do you want to launch in with this? Well, we could jump in with just one of the most common questions I hear just in, in coming across people and not even really met them is, is there hope? Mm. Is there hope? Mm -hmm. And I really think that's a valid question. You know, um, uh, we, I hear people say this statement, I don't want to have false hope. And the truth is, I don't really know what false hope is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hope in general is hope. False hope is, is something I don't even know how to design. So when you say, Jim, is there hope? Well, I believe there absolutely is. Um, the thing is, can you keep hope? Can you um, keep hope alive? It's harder. One of the things that we try to do as a coach and what we do even as Marriage Helper through our turnaround weekends is that we try to be dealers of hope. We try to be people who can put out there and say, hey, hope exists. Hope is there. It's just you're going to have to find some hope in there. How do you do that? What do you look for? And it's one of the ways that we do. So when you say, is there hope? Uh, a lot of times story comes into that. The, the hope comes in of, well, do you think there is hope? Well, of course, when events happen that are negative or struggles are coming along or you've been doing this for a while. Now, let me be clear about something, Kimberly. A while, when people say that, can be everywhere from about a week to three or four years, right? 
And, uh, and so the struggle there is, well, how long have you been doing that? And in doing that, um, um, are, you, are you able to stay engaged? What do you find as hope? What a lot of times what people do, Kimberly, is they, they look at events. So we got in a fight last week or we were fighting last night. And these are events and they're not really the problem. They're just symptoms of that problem of, well, I don't feel accepted or I feel disrespected or mm -hmm. things like that. And of course, that's interpreted by behavior, mm -hmm. how a person acts. And we also know that the way a person acts is directly connected to how they're thinking. So if you're following me for a second, if in your mind you are following negative things, if you're looking for the negative, if you're, if you say, well, I'm not looking for it, but hold on with the butts for a second. What you want to think about is what are you really focusing on? Because if you're not careful, if you begin focusing on the wrong things, in other words, the behaviors of the other person, instead of looking at the possibility and potential, mm -hmm. then you'll start acting negative and maybe not even know about it. Yeah. Absolutely. It has such an impact. I mean, even just what you said, even if you start continuing to think about a fight that you had, if you linger on it, if you're holding those grudges. But the interesting thing, and I was even thinking this this morning on the way to work, is it's just as easy to look for the negative as it is for the positive. Mm -hmm. But I can say that, mm -hmm. but in the middle of it, it feels impossible. It does. It absolutely does. I mean, you and I were talking not too long about the question of what if. Mm -hmm. And when people bring in the term of what if, one of the things they commonly do is go to the negative. What mm -hmm. if it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. What if he or she doesn't mm -hmm. come back? What if? And, and I, I think there's a certain part of, part of our culture and human nature that leads us that way. I just, yep. We just get trained, I guess. So I'm not going to take anybody's blame or blame anybody for that. Rather, how could you reframe that and look at a different version? What if this actually works. I mean, what if what I'm doing will work? Think about the potential that's in your own mind and how you change what you're saying will it directly uh, affect what you're doing. So, so if we're careful about that, that can move into the hope part. Well, Jim, right now I don't have hope. Okay, cool. Answer this question in your own head. What are you doing right now in regards to your thinking? When you think about the relationship, do you think about the obstacles, the struggles, the events, the fights, things like that? Wait, do you think about the past? Mm. Because one of the greatest struggles that people have mm -hmm. is if you're in an affair, it's not the other man, it's not the other woman. Rather, it's the memory of the past experience in this relationship. And a lot of times what happens is people remember the negative of that. Well, what if you reframe that and begin to think about the times that are good? especially if you're the engaged spouse, because if you're engaged to it, you want this to work, then you, at some point, you got to take that, that, that philosophy, the teaching that that great philosopher, the little train that said it could did and said, <laughs> I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And, and it's very, very real because listen, the person you're going to listen to the most in your life, who speaks to you the most, who you hear the most, who you understand the most and who will follow is you. You are the one that'll do that. Mm -hmm. So you're talking to yourself every day and we can't get you past that. That's a time when you have to say, I'm going to do, think, and focus on something absolutely different. Yeah. You can have hope, at least a lot more hope when you do that. Yeah. Well, so would you venture to say as much as people only have as much hope as they're willing to believe they have? Well, yeah, it's true. Now, sometimes people haven't been empowered, Kimberly. I think what happens is that is maybe they come from a family that was negative in how they did things, or maybe they just are negative in general. You know, some time ago, I quit watching the morning news. 
Smart. Uh, it really was one of the best decisions because, <laughs> right. you know, I would I would go in there and spend 10 or 15 minutes watching the morning news. And mm. then it just appeared that that everything I, I looked at had a negative slant. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I did different was that is I started ingesting um, positive things. Yeah. I found a positive book. I, I found um, something that helped me think on good things. And that's very important because how you think is what you'll do. Yeah. Well, people will say, well, I, I jump on my Bible or I do these things. And those are important. I think one of the struggles, folks, and relationship has have rather is they they go to things about relationship yep i'm going to read this and when they think about or read these great things about relationship where they're in struggle then they become frustrated because they can't apply it or they begin to compare where they are absolutely with what this book or whatever is talking about and it goes back to that the negative. You're looking at the negative because mm-hmm. that's not what you have right mm-hmm. now. Exactly. And it makes you more frustrated. And even in, you know, at Marriage Helper, we have a, a Facebook group mm-hmm. that is uh, full of people who are looking to save their marriage. But even there, you're going to it. You're mm-hmm. hoping to get hope from it. But when there's person after person talking about their situation then and their negative situation, then you can even start taking that and say, oh, my spouse does that too. Mm-hmm. And it heaps negative upon negative mm-hmm. upon negative. Mm-hmm. That's really a balance to try and figure out how to have support, but also how to have hope and encouragement. Yeah, I think the challenge also there is people say, well, I'm not negative. I'm a realist. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not saying produce fantasy. That's not Mm -hmm. what we're saying. What we're saying is look at potential. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference there. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've had a child, you took a look at your child and you didn't have a fantasy that at one day it would grow up and be an adult. It's not like one day you're like, well, it's a fantasy they're going to become an adult. No, you had a vision of who they would become, an adolescent, um, into their teens, whatever your dream was for them to go to college or a trade or something like that. It wasn't a fantasy. It was a vision. It was it was a positive potential outlook of what they could become. And uh, and that's kind of what you have to have in regards to a relationship that's in strain or, or when other people said they aren't hope, um, that there's potential here no matter where they are. I have people that are going against a divorce. Um, mm-hmm. Some of my clients and people we talk to will say, in the next week or so, we're going for a divorce and, and I guess it's over at that point. And my comment to them is, I understand the emotion behind it, mm-hmm. but still divorce is an event. Mm-hmm. I mean, for instance, if you compare right now what's happening in your, in your marriage, a marriage is supposed to be X, right? These expectations. Well, mm-hmm. um, but does that marriage certificate make it that? Mm. It's just a legal document. Right. It's an event. Um, we, in our behavior and how we treat one another, make that a an exclusive, respectable, um, um, accepting uh, relationship. Well, the same thing with a divorce. You say, well, I'm coming up to a divorce and, and I, I just don't have any hope after that. I often tell clients this statement, listen to me, unless one of you are dying in the next day or so, there's always hope. I mean, one of our coaches literally went through five years. They came to Marriage Helper. They came to our workshop, went through the workshop. And, and the next week, um, his wife said, nope, we're not. And they divorced. Yeah. Five years later, they return mm-hmm. and are remarried. And now he's a coach in, the, in what we do here. So what I'm saying is, is hope depends on what you decide to do. You decide when it's over. You make that decision. That's good, but it's terrifying. So I'm just thinking of all the people listening to this, the spot that they're in right now. um, Some of the things they're probably juggling is, okay, well, but I can have this hope, but when do I really know it's over? Like, how do I really know? And and what happens to that hope? Like, Mm -hmm. 
then how does that affect you in the next relationship when you're like, I believed for certain things happen. Mm-hmm. I had hope certain things would happen. They didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what do you do with that next? Yeah, well, you'll be happy to know that on the Marriage Helper website, we're going to be putting these crystal balls. And you're going to be, well, you know that's impossible, right? We can't predict the future. It's right. impossible. Right. What we can do is produce behaviors that will affect our future. You can't control anybody but yourself. So when you come to a place and you say, I've had hope, but... But when do I quit, so to speak? When, when do I stop? Well, one of the, the, the simpler answers I can give you, and it's different times and different spaces for different people. So, so I'm not saying just grab this in general and apply it, but here are the overarching theme to it. Mm-hmm. And that's this. Um, when, when I hear people that are my clients who call and they say, hey, Jim, I'm done. I'm quitting. And I say, well, tell me about that. It's usually connected to an event. Mm-hmm. We fought he did this, she did this, whatever, but it's an event. So, so I will say, you may want to pause for a minute. You might want to stop for a minute because emotional decisions don't work. I mean, we know that to be true. Um, you can't even sign a contract if you're emotionally impacted by alcohol or drugs or stuff like that, right? So we know that in this situation, I'm going to want to avoid making any kind of decision based on an event. By the way, that's positive or negative. And what I mean by that is not just the fact of we got in a bad fight and this happened and, and now I'm done, I'm going to quit, but rather it's been a number of months or, or time where your spouse has been extremely negative and then they come in one day and send you a text and say, hey, and then it's like, oh, we're all better now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're not. It's still an event. What we want to do is be able to evaluate and judge, discern that of that uh, that relationship over a period of time. So sometimes, Kimberly, what I'll tell a client is I'll say, hey, look, that was an event. Why don't we take the next 30 days? And in those 30 days, what we're going to do is evaluate how you feel at that point. Because, of look, there are times that... Shannon, I've been married 31 years this November, and this is going to be hard for some of you to believe, but there are times when Shannon wakes up and, and she doesn't feel like being married to me. It's astonishing. It's astonishing. <laughs> yeah. and, and what I mean by that is there are times that we've gotten into a fight the day before or the night before or something's happened, and, 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 and we both have negative emotions, and you mm-hmm. wake up with those negative emotions. Yeah. It, it's, it's like I don't feel that way. Well, Shannon, I would, I'd be scared if she made that decision at that point whether right. or not she was going to stay committed or be in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is evaluate over a period of time the totality of how you feel. Mm-hmm. Then process that with wise, with wise counsel. Yeah. Um, with one of our coaches or uh, a therapist who's trained and understands um, some of the things that we teach here at Marriage Helper. Yeah. Someone commented as listening to this and said, well, how can I instill this same hope that we're talking about, this optimism in my spouse? Yeah, that can be a challenge, yeah. um, especially if um, the spouse is in limerence or they're disengaged. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a whole other part of that that I, I, if, with permission, I'm not going to go into. But, but in challenging your hope um, or, or, or actually dealing hope to your spouse, let me see if I can propose it this way. Um, it's all about influence. Mm. Um, and, and here's the influence you have. You either have positive or negative influence. If you're in a relationship or you are next in proximity to someone, you know someone, there is no such thing as neutral influence. Uh, we respond to people's body language. We respond to the way in which they say things, the intensity of it, the volume of it. All these things affect how we feel. So when we think about, well, what can I do with my spouse? Well, it depends on maybe the stage of relationship you're in. 
Um, just like I said, that marriage certificate doesn't guarantee you're married. It doesn't mean you are married in behavior. If you have a spouse that's in an affair or a spouse who is separated and they don't look at you that way anymore, um, then you have to find a way to build positive influence in their life. Well, who influences you right now? If you think about that in your mind, who is a good influence in your life? Someone you hear from, and when you hear from them, you actually want to follow what they say, or, you, or you're more inclined to listen to what they say. These are probably people who in some way have added value to you or produce or and produce positive emotions. You feel a certain way with you with them. I feel safe. I feel respected. I feel like they like me. Thus, I extend the courtesy of positive influence into my life. Well, the struggle I think a lot of people have there, Kimberly, is mm -hmm. that because they're event-driven or because of the pain that they have, they get themselves in a place where their actions and behavior are actually evoking negative emotions in their spouse. And in doing so, in essence, you're killing hope. See, I, I need something to show. So I'm not going to lie, guys. <clears throat> I've been on a diet for 36 years. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. But I really am. I'm trying to lose a little weight right now. I'm trying to take uh -huh. care of myself. And, uh, and one of the things that we try to do in there is if you go just to the scale and jump on it, yeah. the scale doesn't encourage you. No, gosh, no. I tried to get my <laughs> husband to throw ours out. I was like, throw it away. He yeah. said, then how am I going to know if I'm making progress? Because there's so many things that go with it. Oh. For instance, you know, you got to check that weight first thing in the morning. Yeah. You can't check it at different times right? of the day because no. it can be four or five pounds difference. Uh -uh. Well, here's the key in that. It's the same thing relationally in, the, in that, in that you, it's not just a stagnant approach to mm -hmm. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to work on my pies or whatever. But that when I'm interacting with them, watch, not when there's not conflict, because a lot of times what we say is, well, you know, we were talking on the phone and everything was fine, so I wasn't negative. Yeah, but what about when they come at you negative? Now, nothing's fair. And we're not talking about fair. I know it's hard. I really, really do. But here's the thing. When it's a negative event or a negative circumstance or your spouse is not being who they need to be, watch. You have the choice in how you respond to them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in the middle of their negativeness, you bring a positive vibe in there, they sense hope. You say, right then? No, not typically. But what, what could happen is that at a period of time they pause and they go, you know what? They didn't bite my head off there. Mm -hmm. Or they didn't become defensive there. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful place of influence. It's, 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 it, it just sticks out to people. And, and it may not be the first time, but at some point that can produce hope. And if you say, well, let me ask you this. What do you have to lose in doing that? Absolutely. I can promise you doing the other will bring hope. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of it, I think. Right. But that reaction of the, that natural human reaction we have mm -hmm. when our husbands or wives are treating us like that, we want to mm -hmm. act back in that way because mm -hmm. we want to defend ourselves. We want to be heard. We want to, you know, mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. So how do you stop your natural human reaction. I mean, it takes stopping thinking like mm -hmm. there's a bunch of stuff that needs to change in the way we think. Absolutely. I think that's a, it's a challenge when, um, you are in the same home or you're, you're not separated or things like that. Mm -hmm. The challenge comes in that you run into one another. Um, just, you know, in the mornings you're running into each other and we kind of drop information. Mm -hmm. It's not really planned or thought through. It's just like, blah, here it comes out. And then of course we're not expecting it. I think one of the best things you can do if you're trying to produce positive influence and evoke positive emotions in your spouse is 
if you know you're about to have a conversation about something, I would prep yourself. Tell yourself in your mind. Just be like, self, mm. chill. It's mm, good. They may say something that's going to make you angry. And yeah. when they do, pause for a minute. Mm -hmm. You don't have to react. Now, I, I tell this I, in, in my business coaching, I've done this as well, but in relationship, this really matters. Listen carefully. You don't have to attend every fight you're invited to. Mm -hmm. That's deep. Listen to me. So just because your spouse brings up something that's painful or hurtful, you don't have to jump into that. And the chances are in the middle of that, especially if your relationship is strained, um, um, jumping into it emotionally probably won't bring resolution at all. Yeah. It may bring some temporary emotional fulfillment, which, it, which means I got my pound of flesh mm -hmm. or I told him or her off. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not going to work into the, right. the positive emotion and influence in the relationship. So sometimes it's prepping before you go into the battle so to speak. Mm -hmm. So tell yourself that. Of course, when it does happen, um, I think being in a positive place can be more helpful. So if you've been prepping your mind to be a person who thinks on the good things, who is positive about, about the potential that's ahead, um, you develop a habit of thinking and you'll be less likely to jump. Uh, one of the things, Kimberly, I notice that people struggle with is that they're constantly obsessing over their relationship. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I've told many of my clients, you got to get a hobby. Mm -hmm. You need to do something because they spend all day, all night thinking about these negative things in their relationship, where their husband is, where, where their wife is, different stuff like that. And I am not trying to say that this is an easy thing to do. I'm just saying that if you can get a hold of it, it can affect the rest of your life. So if you're obsessing over the relationship, thinking about it all the time, reading about it all the time, talking about it to all your people and friends all the time, then what's going to happen is you're going to feel like it's an emergency situation. And here's what we know beyond a shadow of a doubt. There are no emergencies in relationships. Whoa. There aren't. <laughs> Whoa. People are going to listen to that and yeah. say, no, I'm in an emergency right mm -hmm. now. Right. Explain what you mean. Uh, look, here's the thing. There's, you may have discovered something that was very traumatic in the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, I spoke to a client the other day. They just discovered their spouse had been in an affair for a little over two years. That's traumatic, but it doesn't make it an emergency. In other words, you're not bleeding out. It is a horrible, life-changing event. Mm -hmm. But watch. Listen carefully. Turn your speakers up, whatever it takes. You're not going to fix that in the next 90 minutes. It's just not going to happen. Um, nor will you die in the next 90 minutes. And making something more urgent than what it is actually puts us, has more of a potential to put us in a flooding pattern, mm -hmm. put us in a place where we're making quick but not well thought decisions. In fact, once you're in an emotional state, it's pretty hard to reason a good outcome mm -hmm. because we're letting the emotions drive our actions. Mm -hmm. And that's a big piece of it. So there are no emergencies in in, uh, in relationships. And even if you found out yesterday something traumatic about your relationship, it didn't break yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's been happening here. there. It's hard. Yeah. When I looked at Shannon and said, I don't love you anymore, mm -hmm. it blew her mind. She had no idea that's where our relationship was. But nevertheless, just because she wasn't aware of the state or the status of our relationship did not change the fact that what we were having as a couple was broken long before that. Right. And it wasn't going to be fixed in that next day or two. Right. So if we obsess over it, we're going to start thinking that this is an emergency. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to start making problems that don't exist. 
because there's a certain amount of information you will know, whatever they tell you, whatever you've discovered, things like that. But no matter how much you know, there are things you don't know. And when you get to that place, you're going to come to this gap. And we are not comfortable as humans leaving a gap of information. So what do we do? Kimberly, if you run into a gap, what do you do? Fill it. Yeah, you're going to fill it. We all do it. Everybody Absolutely. does it. I'm going to put something in it. Mm -hmm. And watch. I hope you're listening. If I'm in a negative emotional state, what do you think the probability is I'm going to put something positive in that gap? That would be unheard of. Yeah, it's pretty low. Yeah. It's very low. We're going to put it in, what if, a negative thing. And we're going to put it in, what if our friends have told us something about it. So then it produces a problem that really doesn't even exist at this point. It's only in your head. It's in your head. And that's where the greatest battle happens mm -hmm. when it comes to the strained relationship. How I'm thinking, what yeah. I'm doing. That's what will give you hope. It's what will keep you able to stand. It's what will help you respond and react better. The battle of the mind is so, Ugh. so powerful. So and that's powerful. a struggle I have. I think. I have it too. You know, we often uh, come to the same thing. Yeah. So you got to beat the battle of the mind. Absolutely. But that's still a choice. It, gosh, yes. But it's such, I mean, I feel you. If you're in this spot right now, uh, the battle that I've been fighting in my mind recently hasn't been about my marriage per se, but it's hard when mm -hmm. you have. And I, I had to keep telling myself this, even just this past weekend, of the things that I am scared about mm -hmm. have not happened in reality. Right. They have not. But in my mind, it's like it's, it is it is the end result. Like yeah. it's absolutely going to happen. But when you start, I mean, it makes such a huge difference when you start saying like, let's write, let me write down what is reality. Let mm -hmm. me look at that. Let me pause. Mm -hmm. Let me start seeing things differently. Step away from it. Mm -hmm. um, it makes such a huge change. It's huge. It's a huge change. Someone told me once time, one time, and, and uh, so I didn't come up with this, and I'm not sure who did, although I think it's a famous quote. They said, worry is payment on a bill that may never come due. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we spend a tremendous amount of effort and energy. And listen, you only have so much energy. Only so much. That, that ability to keep going, the push, um, that if we spend time in worry, we find ourselves burning energy that's not being replenished. And at some point, mm. you've got to get that there, especially if your spouse is disengaged right now. If your spouse is giving you nothing in return or even being negative towards you, there's a sense of you have to choose the battles you're going to fight. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure it's worth the energy being expelled or expended. Um, and at that point, you, you could be in a better place. Some of you are so beat and so worn because you're fighting things that, that really aren't profitable or you're spending so much time obsessing over the relationship and not being healthy physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, well, that, frankly, you're, you're worn, you're bent, you're tired, extinguished. And watch, that will actually shorten your ability to stand for this relationship. Mm -hmm. You'll quit sooner than you had to. Mm -hmm. It just happens that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we've covered... I don't know how many questions. If you're just now joining us, um, we're talking about the questions that people have. Mm -hmm. The three biggest ones that we see are the four. Uh, we're just going through things that we we experience with couples. This is Jim Porto. He's joining us. He's our director of coaching and director of operations here at Marriage Helper, workshop facilitator. Great lovely part of our team. I mean, we yeah. all love him so much. Clients love you. Everyone loves Jim. <laughs> well, a couple of them, maybe. Some of them want to bite his head off, but yeah. others, <laughs> no, no. But we've covered, is there hope? We've mm -hmm. talked about that. If you're just now joining, be sure to go back, rewind, watch the beginning of this later. 
um, when we're done. We've we've also addressed when do I quit to mm-hmm. an extent of um, you you hold on as long as you can, and maybe before you start thinking about quitting, just think about changing your perspective. Yeah, evaluating that, really taking yeah. the time and making sure it's not event focused, mm-hmm. and again, making sure that it. If you change some things now, like that energy expenditure, which mm-hmm. is I'm I'm fighting battles I don't need to fight. I'm doing things I and mm-hmm. you don't have a life. You need a life, and that's important. Yeah. I, what I, I told a client the other day. I said you realize uh, um, her husband is 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 away, um, as, is actually with another person, and I said you realize in this time you have, you actually have the ability to become the right person when and if your husband returns. Yeah. Because, see, a lot of times what happens is in the middle of turmoil or conflict, we spend all of our time just addressing the conflict. But we're not growing ourselves, building ourselves, and dealing with the pains of that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our spouse returns, and now we start dealing with all the pain that was happening in the middle of that time before they returned. Think about if you started dealing with things now, prepping now, getting ready for what's going to happen, what if he comes back. What if she comes back? What if he or she changed their attitude? If you start prepping yourself that way, when it occurs, now you're just negotiating and working the, as a couple, the relationship, not trying to figure yourself out and fight the things that are there and figure out the relationship. Right. It's less complicated. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's, it's a big deal. So that could be helpful. And that's a little bit about that. What, you know, when should I quit or things like that is a big deal. Yeah. Um, I, I know that that one of the other questions, just real quick, is what more can I do? Yeah, and and that's again an evaluation of 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 energy. Um, there's always something else you can do. All right, mm-hmm. the thing about it is this: sometimes the right thing to do, but if you do it at the wrong time, produces a negative result. I mean. People say, Jim, what can I do? Can, is there something else? Is there, um, you know, I said, look, you need to work on your pies. You need to do these things, get a hobby. But what more can I do a week later? Well, there's not much you can do a week later because those things have to come to fruition. For instance, if you've ever planted any kind of plant or tree or something like that, what happens is you know that when you put that seed under the ground and you leave it there and you water it and you can give it a little bit of food, you just wait till mm-hmm. it breaks ground. Then when it breaks ground, you can see if it looks healthy. And then as it continues to grow, if bugs come there, you treat the bugs. Mm -hmm. You actually respond, not react to whatever may assault the growth of that seed. Well, a lot of times what people do is they plant the seed of positiveness or they're, 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 they're being careful about their energy and they do these right things. And then a week later, they dig up the seed to see how it's growing. Which... It stops the, everything. It, just, it does. Yeah, absolutely. So, so at some point, what you're doing, and I know this takes discipline, and I know this mm-hmm. is difficult, and it connects back with how you're thinking, what you're doing, and your hope. Sometimes you just become a person who gives respect, mm-hmm. gives acceptance to mm-hmm. people who, in air quotes, don't deserve it, mm-hmm. and then you let the seed grow. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, if for 10 years there's been disrespect in a, in a relationship, and even if it's not... Actual. What I mean by that is really it's a lot of perception. Mm-hmm. When I left Shannon, I perceived she did and thought a certain way about me. Mm-hmm. And so the struggle there was that it wasn't actually accurate, but it was true to me because that's what I perceived. 
Well, if a person is there, one of the greatest things Shannon did was she planted seeds of respect towards me, and then she didn't keep running in and checking how those seeds were and trying to get a commitment out of me and stuff like that. She put the seed in there, she let it grow, and then once it broke ground and things started to happen, she responded to whatever came to affect the growth of that seed. Mm -hmm. And that's what really this is about, the seed of positive influence. Um, as you plant that, it's going to take a minute for it to grow. And uh, it's not that complicated, but I think it's difficult in practice for most of us to do. It absolutely is. But one of the things I love about everything we've mentioned so far in this program is that even if you implement these things it and you do it with every relationship in your mm -hmm. life, every mm -hmm. interaction you have, this all makes you a better person. And oh, it is applicable to multiple situations in life. Without a doubt. So even if you're saying, well, I want this change to happen now, like I can't wait a year, two years, three years, whatever for my my husband or my wife to come home. If you're working on these things, making mm -hmm. yourself a better person, that emergency type feeling that we feel can subside. Yeah, it doesn't feel as urgent. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And, and, and no matter how you look at it and doing these things, and, and I wish there was some way I could just like give you a pill and you take this and you believe it. But in doing this thing, you're actually making yourself the best version of you mm. so that when and if things change, you're in the best place to be successful, the best place to make it happen. And, and no matter how you look at it, here's one of the greatest things that can happen. You're, those things have nothing to do with how your spouse responds or what other people do. You are doing that. You're in control of that. You can do it. Maybe today you feel like, I can't do this anymore. Maybe you feel like today, man, it's just been too tough. I'm sorry about that. I really am. And, 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 and I know you could do a little more, though. I really do. Maybe it's just changing some of the behaviors you've been having and doing something different. Here's Somebody told me this a long time ago, and maybe it'll be something that'll help you. You know, you've done everything you've needed to do to get you to where you are today. Yeah, that means your education. And I'm not talking about necessarily the university education, but how you've looked at relationships yourself, things like that. You've done everything you've needed to do the exact amount of work and effort to get you to the exact place you are today. Now, some people can look at that as negative, mm -hmm. but I look at it as what if you started doing other things? Because that means you can do almost anything else to get you to a better place. Yeah. And I've seen it happen in some of the most difficult and, and just hopeless, in air quotes, cases. Absolutely. And watch people come through. Personally, I believe that Shannon and I had pretty much a hopeless case because it was of me. Um, and, and here we are seven years, eight years later mm -hmm. with a completely different relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And even today, it's, it's hard to not see and believe the hope that can happen mm -hmm. for couples. Mm -hmm. After we ended one of our Marriage Helper workshops yesterday yeah. and saw it, over and over. I mean, from Friday to Sunday, the hope that people that sparked in their eyes by Sunday mm -hmm. um, and to know that it could be different going mm -hmm. forward. And those seeds are planted and they're nurturing and they're going to water going forward. But there is so much more hope than people yeah. will stop to believe that there is. I absolutely believe that. And, and you know, I, I just want to encourage you to, if you don't have a, a coach, Mm. To, to give us a call here and, and, and sign up, get with one of our coaches. You say, well, how's it going to help me? 
I can't even tell you how much it's going to help you. But what I will tell you is it will help you stay focused mm-hmm. on, um, on, on the real issue, on the things you can be in control of. It's going to help you stay focused on how you can be positive. It might just be an encouragement to know that there is hope as they share other story. Um, but you don't have to be by yourself. Right. You don't have to fight the battle alone. Um, and you don't have to guess and hope that you're going to talk to a friend or a family member or someone out there who's going to help you come up with a new tactic or design to manipulate or trick things. No, everything our coach is going to tell you about, everything we'll do with you at Marriage Helper is the right thing to do no matter what happens in the result. Mm-hmm. It still was the right thing to do. And a lot of us need to start focusing on that and yeah. it'll be a lot more helpful. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely true. Well, Jim... People are loving everything that they're saying. The comments that we're getting in are are really great. You've answered a lot of them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, one of the last things that people that people are saying. So, how? I mean, I hear everything you're saying. It's all on point. I, I get it. But how? And that just goes back to coaching is one of the ways that we recommend to do. Yeah, that. it is one way. You know, it's like eating an elephant, an elephant, you know, uh, how do you do that? It's just one bite at a time. You don't have to do it all right now. It's one thing you could change. Now, a coach can help you that, but maybe it, what's one thing you can do now? For instance, this may, I'm going to take an extreme one right now, and I've had a few clients that I've done, uh, talk to them about with this, and it's this. Their spouse has said, don't contact me, leave me alone. Mm. And within a week of that request or demand by their spouse, they are looking for ways to contact them. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's just saying, you know what, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to honor what my spouse has asked me to do, even though it's painful and I don't like it. Now, the next question that comes from that is, well, then how am I going to influence the relationship if right. I'm not contacting them? Right. Well, watch. If I told you to leave me alone and you actually do that, you're influencing the relationship in a positive way when you do it. People are not going to hear this. I know, I know. It's it's crazy. It, it is crazy. Is. It is. And we're not talking forever. Right. Unless one of, I, I, I just literally texted one of my clients. I love her. And I told her earlier, there she's meeting with her husband. And I said, remember, this isn't going to be the last time you ever talk to him. So you don't have to tell him everything you feel like he needs to know. Mm-hmm. Just just take it, take it slower. There are no emergencies. You don't have to rush this. Um, you don't have to attend every fight you've been invited to. Pause for a minute and realize that changing one little thing can have an effect. Overnight, no. I would be leery of anything that changes overnight. Mm-hmm. I really would um, because I don't think humans make that change. They may make a decision in an instance to do something different, mm-hmm. but it takes a while for the body and actions mm-hmm. and even mind to follow those things. Absolutely. So the bottom line is there, choose one thing. It could be that... Um, I don't even know. There's so many out there, but changing something. Uh, maybe it's just changing in, in what you're doing. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to say really crazy, but just stay with me for a minute. It's not unusual for me to say crazy things anyway, which is, but watch. If you and your spouse have been, you know, um, strained or separated, estranged for a period of time, let's say for the last four, five, six months or longer, and, and in that, you have spent every day um, reading every book on relationship. Um, reading every article, watching every podcast on, on Marriage Helper about it. You're all a part of that stuff. And, um, and that's all you're doing right now. And your husband or your wife is totally uh, disconnected from you. What you may want to do is, is change your diet a little bit. Mm. 
because you might be getting so much information. Stay with me. I'm not saying don't listen or quit anymore. What I'm saying is you may have gotten so much information that you find yourself frustrated because you're in the wrong space with that amount of information. In other words, a relationship isn't there yet. It's not ready for that. And so now you have it and now I want to apply it but he or she won't listen to me. Yeah. And so now I want to apply it, but they're not listening. And now we're fighting about something you're not even ready to use. Right. So I'm not saying don't come to the marriage helper site. Don't speak to a coach. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying, what if tomorrow you changed one thing? You say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read a book on my own personal development, mm -hmm. or I'm going to watch a podcast that tells me how to direct my mind and how I think. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you follow me? I'm going, to, I'm going to take, yeah. I'm going to change some of my diet so that the, my walk and my outcome is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So it's just changing one or two things that can be really helpful in that. Yeah. And in, in that, I mean, that in and of itself makes huge changes. When you're consuming a bunch of information about um, in terms of marriage, like if you're looking at stuff of, mm -hmm. well, once we reconcile, how do we move back in together? Oh you know, stuff like that. Just like Jim was saying, you're not there yet. Mm -hmm. And so all you're going to be is frustrated, angry, and honestly disheartened, yeah. even more disheartened because it's like, when will that ever happen? When that's not even a thing right yeah. now. Yeah. And what do I do? <laughs> live the best life you can live right now. Yeah. Live a life that's bringing some energy and reward and, and, and faith back into your, your, into you and your life and your children, if you have children and people around you, because in doing that, you're returning back to the pies and you're becoming the best version of you for you. Mm -hmm. And that's very, very powerful for a person to be. It is. Someone just commented and said, so true. This does work. We got together to talk about mediation. And even though mediation is not what I want, I initiated finding the mediator. It changed his entire attitude towards mm -hmm. me. And we actually had a positive interaction for the first time in over a year. Wow. That's, I mean, that is a huge win. Yeah. Now people will say something like, well, you know, well, but, but how's that a win? He didn't turn and say, let's not get a divorce. Or <laughs> It's a seed. It's absolutely a seed. You know, and some of us are planting seeds and we're ticked off at the seed because there's no oranges yet mm -hmm. and it's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You got to do something yeah. different to get a different result. Yeah. So, Jim, as we're ending the, ending the program, what would you say for the final takeaway? If people were to take away one thing, what would you hope that would be? Yeah. Keep in mind that there is hope. Mm. There really is. No matter what you feel right now, I'm not going to argue with your feelings. I'm just going to tell you there is hope. When is change going to happen? I have no idea. But here's what I do know. If you could get a hold of your thoughts, if you could get a hold of your thoughts and then affect your actions, positive influence can occur. And you put yourself in a better place to have the influence towards the relationship. And if, and if you can hold on to that, it can be a very, very powerful thing. I know in my own life um, with, with, with my relationship that um, if I'm not careful and I begin to look at things through a, a somewhat tunnel vision or somewhat focused effort on that which I don't like or I don't want, um, it begins to influence everything I do. I've been a motorcycle rider for about 30 some odd years, okay? I love doing it. It's a lot mm -hmm. of fun. And people that know me know it's a big deal for me. One of the first things they taught us as a motorcycle rider is look where you want to go. Mm. 
look where you want to go. One of the most common accidents that happen with uh, motorcycle riders of uh, hitting guardrails and things like that is they see themselves getting close to something that's dangerous and instead of looking away from it, looking where they want to go, they focus on that which they don't want to happen. Mm. And almost across the board every time they run into whatever they don't want to happen because that's what they're focused on. And if today you could find a better way, something better to focus on. If you're a person of faith, I want to encourage you to focus on the faith that um, you're not alone in this mm -hmm. and that God wants this for you. If you're not a person of faith, let me encourage you this way, that, that in your life, you still have the choice to be and go where you want to go, no matter what your spouse is doing. So they can leave, they can run away, they don't care. This isn't false hope, this isn't craziness. This is you saying, I'm gonna do what I feel like I need to do now based on my values, to be able to look at it at some point and said, you know what, I did the right stuff. I did what I need to be. I'm free of guilt. I'm free of, of, of this negative thing that's in my life. So if I was gonna say one last thing to you too, there's hope. And the hope rests in the fact that you're alive. You can do these things and I know we have people that can help you do that. And I just want to encourage you to stay focused on that which you want. And I think you'll have a much better outlook on it. Mm, so good. I love this. This is going to become a podcast, a video that I believe people are going to come back to because there's so. so many nuggets. Yeah. So many nuggets. I mean, going back through, pausing, thinking about these things. Um, don't go listen to five more podcasts. Go back to this one. Listen to it a few more times. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good stuff out there. There's a lot sure. of good stuff in it. And if we can help you with coaching, with anything of that nature, we're here for you. You can give our team a call. You can visit our website at marriagehelper.com. Whatever we can do for you, we're here for you. And we believe there is hope for you mm -hmm. as well. If you have problems believing that, we we can help you in hopefully edifying that in you, building that up in you, mm -hmm. however we can. However we can help you, we are here for you. And until next week, have a great one, and we'll see you next time. See you guys.